Hello, thanks for tuning in to Learn, Grow, Succeed, the leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett. This podcast is all about providing you with insights and tips to help you on your journey towards exceptional leadership. Hello and welcome back to the Learn, Grow, Succeed podcast with me, Tom, and my learning colleague across the Zoom. Hello, it's Alex. Hi. Maybe we'll do one of these in real life. We did, didn't we, in the summer? But maybe maybe we'll do another one soon. Did we? I think so. Oh, it was so memorable. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> We've both forgotten. Um, it was on our fresco working and we did it in the garden. Ah, ah, yeah. Nice. Anyway, I digress, which is our forte in this podcast. <laughs> but um this week's podcast is it's it's quite um it's actually to do very, very specifically with learning, which is obviously what we do at Excel. Um, we support people to learn, but this podcast is always a bit wandering around the topic. But this one is um, all about the signs that your business might need a new learning plan. And actually, I think that's really perfect for, well, we're currently sitting here on the 1st of November recording this. Um, but important now, because a lot of you will be sitting out there thinking about your plans for 2023, whether that's business plans, people plans, um, but it should involve learning plans too. So hopefully this one will will help um, inspire you to create one or redo the one you've already got or whatever um, the situation you're in it is. So it is important stuff. So pause the jingle and get into it, Al. Yeah, let's go for it. I love this tune. Okay, so this this podcast, like we said in the intro, is going to be focused on five signs um, that you need a learning plan in in your organisation, or it might be that you need to refresh it, or whatever the case may be. But um, what we're not going to be doing is is going into much detail on what a learning plan is or how to create one. There is um, a downloadable guide on how to create one on the website, and there's other blogs and podcasts on, on what they are. So do go and check those out. But just for the purposes of today, to make sure you're not sitting there thinking, what on earth are these two people going on about? I thought we should just define what we believe a learning plan is, right? Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm going to start by telling you what it isn't. Just, just to confuse everything. So what a learning plan is not is a list of training courses available to your people. That 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 is what it says on the tin. That is a catalogue of, of uh, programmes. Now, it may be that your learning plan has one of those if you have a nice big catalogue of stuff you can offer people. Um, but I think that's what people think of. Actually, it's much more important than that because a learning plan should be intrinsically linked to your strategic objectives as a business, um, as a team. Uh, what are you trying to achieve? Um, and it should be a plan to say, what is the current state of your organisation? What is the desired state of your people in your organisation? And that, again, comes back to those company objectives and all that sort of stuff. And what do you need to do to fill that gap in the middle? And I would bet my bottom dollar that learning needs to be part of that, that filling that delta. So that, to me, is what a learning plan is. It's how you're going to get from where you are today to where you want to be in the future. And then specifically, what do people need to learn to, to get there? How's that sound to you? Uh, yeah, I completely agree. And I think the, like you said, right at the start, it isn't a list of, you know, potential 
courses and things like that because that in essence is a google search isn't it and it's not it's not entirely uh, relevant it's not particularly mapped out that just seems quite ad hoc spur of the moment uh and well you know this could work we'll throw it and see if it sticks whereas you know like you say there's so many opportunities and and so many potential ideas that could be done uh, within a learning plan. However, in order to make sure that you're hitting the right places, actually mapping it out. And like you said, seeing what resources you have available, seeing what you don't have that you could look externally for, having a look at, you know, performance, the people that need it, potential skill gaps. There's so many like different bits of criteria that can then guide you to the right place and make sure that you're going to get from A to B um, in the most effective way possible. So yeah, it's again, it, ideally a learning plan is mainly to to slim down all those amazing opportunities into the ones that are the best for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, a map is a lovely way to think of it, isn't it? That 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 journey that you're going to go on. Um, and what you don't want it to be is, again, if you're in that catalogue, you're, you're kind of getting into tick boxes. And if you haven't got a map, a plan, a journey, whatever you want to call it, you know, it can very easily become, you know, I could say, oh, I want to do a program on, I don't know, quantum mechanics. Uh, because that sounds really interesting, but that isn't going to help me achieve my goals, the company goals, because we don't do anything to do with quantum mechanics. So let's <laughs> not let's not do that. That's a waste of money. Well, and you're you're right as well because actually doing putting together a learning plan does also ask quite fundamental questions like do we have long term goals and and what is the desired state? Because you know if you're just kind of bubbling along and and just going wherever the wind takes you. Obviously, that that might get you so far, but if you, it really makes you kind of question about, oh, actually, what what are we aiming for as people, as a as as individuals, as a collective? What's what's the long term vision here, and and how do we build towards that? So it also helps you answer the fundamental questions that hopefully you'll have answers for for your desired state as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, if if you don't have any any of those big answers, like where you want to be, then um, there's probably some slightly bigger issues you need to be thinking through. Mm. Uh, that the learning plan will then feed into okay so we've got five um sort of strategically important factors that you might be seeing in your organization and if you are that may be because you don't have a learning plan so you need to create one it might be because the one you've got is outdated for the current situation um it may be that it's not quite fit for purpose so um let's um let's go through these and see how learning can help okay so we said strategically important factors the most important factor i would suggest for pretty much any business um underwhelming business performance that is not something we want to see for any organization whether you're a charity trying to help as many people as possible or um, a business trying to make as much money as possible either way if performance is lacking there may be a gap in your learning i think this one really is the most obvious perhaps um, you know, if you're noticing targets, again, both uh, individual and collective aren't being hit repeatedly, there's frustration around why there is such a gap between where you want to be performing and where you are actually performing, then obviously potentially a, a re -look looking back at your learning plan and seeing if it is fit for purpose could be a great place to start. Um, and I think as well, you know, when we when we talked about learning plans in the intro, you can see how important they are, because if it is just potentially not doing what you want it to do then look at how big the problems can be because of that you know affecting the entire performance uh, of the business and potentially um even affecting the, the potential future of the business so we're talking here if, if if your learning plan is the issue and it's not addressed 
then the business may not be there as well in the future. So yeah, it, it's crucial to really think about this and, and look at targets and then potentially see where those gaps are. 100%. And what I will do is swiftly actually move on to the next four because I, I'd suggest the next four we're going to go through are kind of subsets of that um, low or poor business performance. Mm-hmm. It may be down to the next four things we're going to outline. And then that's slightly more specific on how learning can support you. So um, the first one of those being um, low morale and low motivation within your organization, that can be a sign that well, it can be a sign of an awful lot of things. Um, one being that people need need to learn. It's it's a very very motivational thing is to give people opportunities to better themselves. Yeah, and I think you know if you put yourself in the situation of someone going into your business regularly or working as part of a team, if you're if you're going in and you're you're starting work and you know you work within a business that regularly runs uh, workshops that you can see to be incredibly relevant to your day to day. Uh, maybe you're part of a bigger program that's, you know, you can see your progression through through certain topics and certain areas into being better at what you do. Um, you know, you're regularly being challenged and you're, you, you can see the improvement because I think that's the key thing about learning is that when you can see the progress, it becomes addictive. And when you know that your business is buying into your progress, uh, how incredibly motivating. But obviously on the flip side of that, if there's no plan there's no programs if there's no workshops and there just seems to be this this purposeful stagnation almost within the business it can look like a lack of vision a lack of ambition and ultimately people will begin to look elsewhere because it's incredibly demoralizing. yeah i i completely completely agree um and like like you say a lack of vision and this can be on a on a business perspective you know if there isn't that understanding across the business of where you are and where you're trying to be that can lead to low motivation but also if you are a manager or a leader within an organization and you're not saying to people in your team like this is your current capability where do you want to be in the future and then how do we get you there i'm not saying for some people might say fine that's fine i'm happy with the status quo but many of us would find that a really tough place to be and actually, if you look at a lot of the statistics around the great resignation and things like that, and we'll we'll come on to the resignation piece in a minute, um, you know, a major reason people leave organizations and I guess conversely, the reason people stay is if you're investing in them and their development and helping them achieve their results and their vision. Um, and that is clearly, clearly very motivational. So, yeah. And, you know, we spoke, we've spoken about goal setting a lot on this podcast in the, in the past and. I think the other thing is as well is if you've got no learning plan set out and nothing that's transparent that people can see that everyone should be working towards, it it can look like you've accepted and the business has accepted that they are you and the business is already everything that it's ever going to be, um, which is a very dangerous game to play in an ever evolving world. You know, it's almost like a reluctance to change, um, which yeah doesn't bode well for the future. No, definitely not. So if you are seeing that morale and motivation is an issue in your business um look at look at the learning opportunities you're giving to people are are you clear on on those visions and how people can can grow to um achieve them so um we just hinted on the next one which is low retention if you're losing a lot of people out the door again it's very common at the moment with the the great resignation people's priorities and values have, have sort of shifted around over the last few years um in many circumstances obviously not all but um if you are not providing opportunities for people to progress in themselves and in their careers often that is enough 
to push them out of the door. And again, if you are recognizing someone is has, is a high potential or can be a leader of your organization, but you're not giving them the opportunities to get there, they will go and find someone who does. Um, so that is an example of where, again, your learning plan comes in specifically in leadership. Mm. Um, and, well, and I was just going to say, it's like you just said there, if you've got, you know, some high potential talent in your team and, and you're, you're maybe mapping out their, their progress towards the leadership positions in your head as a, as a manager, perhaps, and then you're seeing them just leave, what, what, what a waste potentially. And, you know, what, a, what a, a waste of potential within the business and all that stuff that they then could have gone to achieve is just it's gone to the wayside. Yeah. And something I just want to caveat here, and we could have done this up front, um, is to say, um, when we're talk- talking about bridging that gap within your learning plan, what, what it will also include is is clearly how to do that. What we are not sitting here saying is that is always workshops, training courses, uh, whatever the case may be. It might be some of the stuff you can get through Excel, but it might be, you know, if you're a small business and you don't want to bring in a, a specific agency like us, it might be simply saying to someone in your team, I see you as a future leader of this organization. Let's figure out how we get you there. And it might be offering them, I don't know, on-demand learning. It might be, uh, you know, it could be all sorts of things. It could be getting apprentices and it could be funding degrees, whatever. So um, there is a thousand different ways you can help people learn within within the plan. And that's when we start getting more into the specifics. But I don't want it to sound like we're preaching, saying you need a load of workshops by uh, a wonderful company like ours. <laughs> No, that's that's very true. And I think what you said there about being, you know, communicating about um, a vision for the future, I think that is also incredibly important. Like I, I know we're talking here about having a learning plan and having something that's going to impact everyone. But I think it's also important that everyone knows the ways in which that will happen as well. Um, just kind of keeping it to yourself and not being loud and proud about you know, this is, this is the learning plan. This is what we're going to do. And this is what it's going to help us achieve. Yeah. It's not going to help everyone buy into it. Whereas like you say, if you have those conversations with people separately or in teams to, to say about, right, this is where we want to be. And this is how we're going to do it. That's a great way of motivating everyone and getting everyone on board. Yeah. And you know, ultimately it's a quid pro quo, isn't it? You ask people mm-hmm. in your team to, to give, give themselves and push themselves and go that extra mile for your organization. And learning is just one way that you show you're willing to invest back in them. Mm, absolutely well, okay so- and, sorry, sorry i was just going to go back onto low retention I, th- I think the key here is as well is that um i know we've used the word stagnation i'm going to use a different word uh, if people feel like they're going stale within within your organization i feel like that's the key reason why in in regards to learning as to why it um, would lead to low retention like we've said is if people feel like they're being underutilized and like you just said there there's no investment being paid in them you you can't then help but you know, think about why they might see the grass as being greener elsewhere. Obviously, I know learning isn't the only reason why that might be. And I think that's always important to say. Um, but but yeah, it's important to make sure that your people aren't feeling like they're not being challenged. Yeah. A cheeky little added bonus to this that, that, that you've sparked to me is if you're investing in people's learning, that is often a very cost-effective way to boost your organization. Uh, mm. You know, investing in some some sort of learning program for people is going to be a lot cheaper than recruiting new people um and it is often a lot cheaper than for example the obvious thing if you've got a low retention is to say right let's give everyone a pay rise and look you need to be competitive on money absolutely no doubt but actually that may not be the issue 
the the issue may be they need development and that can often be a lot cheaper than a pay rise across your organization or bigger bonuses or um whatever yeah and and you know i know again everyone's different and some people maybe find some security in knowing that change won't really occur and that they are happy where they are now but it, it again it doesn't fill you with the most enthusiasm kind of knowing you're at the top of you know a potential ladder and there's nowhere else you can climb it is just kind of a oh right well there we go i've done it <laughs> which which again is probably not the healthiest uh kind of attitude to take into every day at work okay so number three um i think is probably the the most obvious one is if you have a notable skill gap in your organization and i guess where this is obvious is if you are i don't know uh, an accountancy firm if you don't have enough trained accountants to do all the accountancy work that is a clear skill gap from which you need to invest in some learning to to, to fill that that hard skill gap i think where um it's probably more uh, difficult to to see is actually this could be a soft skill gap within your organization as well. So for example, if you are seeing low morale or motivation or low retention, um, actually the skill gap could be somewhere else. It could be in management, for example. There is the classic saying that most people leave their jobs because of poor management, not because of things you do as an organization. So actually, have you invested in the learning of your managers to be really good people managers? And that is a, that soft skill gap, I think, is the one that is not so obvious to be thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it will take some observations in order to be able to see certain issues, like you say. Um, but I think as well, if we're talking even hard, you know, the actual fundamental skills of someone's job, I feel like every role comes with a learning curve. Um, so it's important that people are inductive, uh, inducted in the right way. But also as well, I feel like, again, we've, ta- we've talked about jobs evolve. The world around jobs evolved, industries evolve, and and like you say, in terms of skill gaps widening, that can that can definitely happen. So it's important to to really prioritize closing a gap before it gets any bigger, whether that be a fundamental skill or a soft skill. Yeah, for sure. And like you said at the start, there it's this can be quite a hard one to 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 see um, mm. to, to look for. You know, management was an example. Then it might be just communication. It might be people are not talking effectively and efficiently so you need to work on uh, behavioral uh, understanding communication skills that kind of stuff absolutely okay last one we've got for you today is if you are seeing poor team cohesion within your organization um, that may also be a sign that your learning plan needs a little bit of a refresh (laughs) and if i can jump in i think this one almost acts as a result of every single one we spoke about before. Um, obviously, underwhelming business performance. If people are feeling like they're they're not performing to where they are expected to be, that adds a huge amount of pressure, um, really affects morale. Uh, obviously, again, we're then leading into poor morale, low motivation. If people aren't being invested in, maybe they're not happy to, to be where they are in their job and, and therefore will mean that they're not as uh, as in tune with the team as you would want. If people are constantly leaving, uh, cohesion within a team isn't going to be great because there's constantly probably new faces being brought in. And then before they're uh, they're really um, embedded in the team, they're then leaving, going elsewhere. New people are coming in. And then again, if there's skill gaps and you can see that there's areas of the business that, that aren't performing as well, um, then it can be quite easy for you know fingers of blame to begin flying around and, and people starting to uh, to notice 
areas in which the team is struggling to perform, which then also could cause a, a lack of cohesion. So I feel like this is a real mixture of everything we've discussed so far. Yeah, agreed. Uh, like you say, com- completely to cover all. Um, you know, poor team cohesion might be because there's that lack of vision for the team, the organisation, and therefore you need to set that and have the that learning plan to to achieve it. Um, also, I think um, an interesting one on, on team cohesion is you can have a bit of a double-edged sword on this one is where people go through shared learning experiences as well. Mm. So if, for example, you're filling a skill gap within your team, you know, that is an opportunity for people to have a shared experience and that will, will build you up together. And, um, you know, you, it's kind of not, not fashionable at the moment to do kind of team building. And whereas I, I'm probably not the biggest advocate of completely ridiculous team building, building bridges over the dips and stuff actually just doing a program together like we did at excel last week we all got together we're a fully remote team and i think this is accentuated in in this scenario um and we all got together and we did an entire day together just on different communications styles where we understood each um what the different communication styles are where we all sit in the the, the styles and and how to work better so that was filling a skill gap because we felt like we could work better together um i'd like to think it boosted morale and motivation because it was a really fun day just to spend time together and again i think that's probably accentuated because we're remote um but also it was just good fun it was just good fun to learn and laugh and and have that shared experience where we can have have shared things to to discuss going forward so i think if you are seeing that team cohesion just just learning together is a great way to fix it yeah. And I, like you said, then, especially in remote teams or hybrid teams, it's an opportunity to collaborate. And, you know, when people get together and, and bounce ideas and, and start to work together, then like you say, the, the enthusiasm, the buzz uh, begins to to bounce around. And that's exactly what you need. Yeah. And, and final thought on it is you don't also need to do that coming together thing if that's not what you want to do. Again, as a, as a team, we used to do... Um, we had some on-demand learning we used to do every morning we had like 10 minutes every morning we watched some videos from a program and then once a week we came together and we just discussed them that also helped build team cohesion because we would laugh and joke and compare our thoughts and and feelings about what we what we'd learned that week so um again there is a thousand ways you can support people to learn Mm. Uh, so it doesn't have to be workshops but if you want some really great ones you know where we are Yes. Well, I was just going to say, and that's not even to mention the the power that it gives to the impact of the learning by learning together and talking about it. You know, we're, we're talking about the impact that it has on people's happiness, but actually the impact that then it has on them learning the thing that they're all learning together. That's also um, incredibly, you know, boosted by the fact that people are doing it, it, it you know, peer to peer. Yeah. I feel like that was a tongue twister, but I'm not sure why. Um, <laughs> awesome. So that is five signs your business needs a learning plan or to refresh your learning plan. So poor performance um, is kind of a, a coverall. Um, low morale and low motivation, low retention, um, seeing a skill gap, whether that's hard or soft skills within your organization and poor team cohesion. They're all things that if you think they are an issue for you, I, I think it's probably worth digging out that dusty old plan or, or starting a fresh one. Um, and if you ever want to chat about it, how it might help, then you know where we are. And we do have um, a lovely little download on the website on how to create a learning plan. So go and check it out. Absolutely. Thanks for listening and uh, speak to you again next time.
Bye.